Welcome to the Wedding Week uh, Sports Block Podcast here. The big week is here for Travis Crins and Melissa Olson. Nathan Stack in here with you alongside my good friend and co-host Travis Crins. Uh, we will talk some sports here, but this is more of a, a very joyous, happy occasion here for the most part. Uh, you know, this week we're going to talk about the wedding and, and stuff like that. Travis, it, you're under a week to go now here. How you feeling uh nerves at all well what's the what's the thought process what what's what's the mood like so far in the household now as we're a team under uh what uh five days till the wedding? Uh, just want to get it get it done at this point because it's been waiting it's been waiting so it's finally here it's gonna be very hot it's gonna it be is. very hot on saturday sure is. so uh yeah, you're like 95 degrees, humid, you know. I think it's going to be windy, so that'll be good. Yes. Wait, then some wind. It's yep. going to be 95. Give me some fucking wind. Yep. Uh, so hopefully maybe it's cloudy. Uh, we'll see. It's 5 o'clock, so. Yeah, it shouldn't be too long of a ceremony. So I don't know if people want to kind of camp out inside where the reception's at beforehand and then kind of go outside at 5 o'clock and get that done. And again, I would uh, think the ceremony, yeah, I think from start to finish, maybe, maybe 20 minutes from when we start everything. 20 minutes, and then we got some pictures afterwards, but okay. that's about it. So, and we went to Sioux Falls Saturday to Sam's to buy a lot of uh, liquids, waters, pop, beverages. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to need a lot of that. So we were going to do that maybe Friday or Saturday, but no, let's, let's get that done a week ahead. Yeah. So there's really nothing nothing left to do anymore. We just have to wait until it gets here. Yeah, it's going to be very hot. Last well, Saturday would have been all right. It was like, you know, 80. Yep. Lower 80s, so it would have been okay. And it was like, we missed it by a week. And even like, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday here is going to be like 80 to 85, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's very humid out today. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's going to be hot, but I think, you know, we'll just, think stay inside once, once the, uh, wedding yep. is over, so. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, unfortunately, you know, if I could give you guys a wedding gift, I would bring about some cooler weather. Yes. Uh, I unfortunately do not have that power or, you know, the, the, I, the my wish is not being granted now by the weather genies. Uh, I mean, I've heard now that this is what we're called a we're calling a heat dome. I think Sven Svengard. A heat dome. Yep, a heat dome is kind of taking shape, taking place over uh, the north central United States, the upper Midwest here over this next week uh, plus. Essentially, it's going to be really hot on Tuesday. Get a bit of a reprieve Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, even. Even just Friday is going to be a little hotter, and then Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, mid to upper 90s. Uh, Lord have mercy. Um, this is not good. I, this is, I think, brings us back to always to the conversation about in the winter, and everyone's complaining about the cold weather. Yeah. And I think you and I are both of the mindset like, we'll take the cold over. 100 degrees with a 70 degree dew point any day with heat indi- heat indices of over 110 close to 120 because that's what it might be like in certain areas here uh maybe potentially that hot in Sioux Falls depending on the humidity so 
I will always say I'll take the cold over the heat, and that is likely to be no exception for this next week. I think I saw that heat is the number one thing that kills the most people when it comes to weather. doesn't surprise me. It's the heat. It's not the tornadoes or hurricanes or the floods or anything else. The cold, it's the heat. And I think of, yeah, you know, think of largely populated cities or countries that have a billion people in them. And uh, they don't always have air conditioning. So when it gets that hot, they die. So I was thinking today that it's, I guess it's kind of appropriate that it's going to be hot as fuck. Because when we met, it was, whatever the date was, late January of 2019, it was the date of the Saints-Rams NFC title game. Oh, okay. Which I didn't see at all. We went to Sioux Falls to Granite City for our first date, our first meeting, and it was at least 20 below with the wind chill. <laughs> so we started it off, it was very cold, and then we ended here with the wedding, and it's literally going to be probably 120 degrees difference in the feel-like temperature. So it's just uh, both ends of the spectrum here, and so dare I yeah. say your your relationship is really heated up since that first official date. Is that uh, I'll, let, I'll, let, I'll let you give that speech. And say, Here's Nathan Stack with that. So, so yeah. So I guess you know, it's going to be hot, and I guess it may as well be since it was very cold when we met. So... Uh, yeah. What during like this whole wedding planning process, or just leading up to it, what has really, I guess, maybe surprised you a little bit? Uh, maybe that you weren't expecting. Uh, just something that you know. I don't know whether it be. Oh, I didn't even think we would need that, or maybe it was the price of something. What? Um, what what is what has surprised you the most during this whole process? Not a lot. Melissa's dress didn't get done till very late. Didn't get done till Saturday. So that didn't get done nearly in the amount of time that we would have wanted. So that was a bad thing. Uh, we wanted. I guess we have to provide all the drinks or the alcohol to the uh, venue. We're going to have people, you know, if you want to bring something, you can bring something. But I'm sure some people will bring something, but we will provide most of the drinks. Okay. So, anything else that's surprised you know, what it is, the, the dress was late. Everything else, the venue was quick. Uh, the pizza place we got, Bob of Woody's. Food was less expensive than we thought for, what, 85 people. All you can eat pizza. Like, we got a lot of stuff done really early, and besides the dress, um, I wasn't really happy with my, my suits, the uh, men's wear, the, the clothing, just the being unorganized and not sure. knowing who the hell we are, and you're who again? I can't, I was literally just in here, <laughs> and you know, you're spending hundreds of dollars and thousands of dollars on these suits and dresses, and you go to a place, let's say it's men's warehouse. Yeah. Um, it's like it's me and like four other people, so it's not a huge thing here. It's like, all right, this is me. I'm paying for their suits. These people will come in whenever they can and get fitted for suits. And I went to pick up Marcus's suit, and they didn't. 
and hemmed up his pants yet. So they had to do that, which only took 10 minutes. It's like he told me this was done. And just certain things like that. So not not impressed with that. I'll never need these things again. So I'll never go there again for anything like this. But yeah, the clothing was the worst part. Everything else was pretty easy. Like you have these people that have wedding planners. And I'm like, that's... Like we, I think we, I think we can figure this out. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, is there anything, I guess, that you want to know at all, like leading up to the wedding day, or like the wedding day itself, of maybe things oh. that you might want to expect? I, I'm hoping I can get Kelsey to come in at some point if she's back from work here in time. If you guys have any questions at all. Um, you know, prior to, like, I, I guess one thing is, like, for me, I was incredibly nervous when I had to, like, walk my mom and and my stepmom and my mother-in-laws down the, down the aisle. Like, that was kind of a, a nerve-wracking moment for me, but I tend to get that way about certain things. So, it was just nice to, you know, just kind of take a deep breath and everything was going to be okay. But the overall day, like... I guess it's it's often nice, especially, for, I guess, from the bride standpoint. You don't really want to know of anything that's going on. So if you have someone like a like a, a personal attendant or someone that can, uh, if, if there's something that's going on, that they can take care of it so you guys can just focus on your day. Uh, you probably have already thought about that and whatnot, but that would be something, I guess, that uh, we learn that that's good uh, on a wedding day to have. Is there anything else specific to the wedding day that maybe you have questions on? It's going to be It's going to be awesome. I'll say as possible. Uh, we have set up before. Like, it's not a very big venue. Yeah, there's only 85 people, so it's not like this huge barn or... You know, I like there's going to be 200 people there. So, wedding's at 5 o'clock. It's important we start at 5 o'clock, because that's, you know, we want to be on time. Mm-hmm. So it's 5 o'clock, I should be walking down that down the aisle. We gotta, we're going to get there at 3 o'clock to start setting up. There'll be 8 or 10 people to help. My parents, her parents, brother and sister, whoever. And... We have to set up the chairs, and that's about it. Um, the music, we're doing our own music, so I have to set up the speakers. Okay. And my brother is going to play the two songs or two or three songs we need during the ceremony or walking down the aisle. Then after that, it's just going to be an autoplay. So okay. Well, that, that, that should go fine. Um, Melissa's got to come down some steps, so hopefully she'll fall down the steps. <laughs> I don't have to go on the steps, so that's good. Yeah, so when it's uh, 5 o'clock, we'll play whatever song we'll play, and then I'll walk what, her mom down first, and then my parents come with me, and then I'm done. Mm-hmm. And then Marcus walks uh, Melissa's friend down, and then we're ready to go. So, yeah, I mean, all that walking should take less than five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah, should no, less than five minutes there, so... Yeah, just, uh, it seems fairly simple, I think. And you know... And just the, uh, playing, playing the music, that should go fine. 
Hopefully the computer doesn't fucking overheat. I mean, it's going to be hot out. <laughs> or it'll be outside for the ceremony. So, yeah, playing the music and just setting things up. And we should, I mean, we should be able to get things set up in 30 minutes. The tables are going to be there. Just got to put on a, some sort of a tablecloth, one centerpiece. There's, what, a dozen tables. So that should not take, you know, that long. So I'd say yeah, just... You know, having to set up not you know, my most people set up you know, the day before or days mm-hmm. before, so that's done. But we can't have access, I guess, to it until three o'clock that day. So that's why I guess it's probably a later wedding at five o'clock. But there's no time in between when the wedding's done. People are going to go inside and eat while we take pictures. So that should help the process along a little bit. Wait, we're eating and you don't get a chance to eat here? Or you'll eat after us? Like, is, well, uh, well like, yeah, pictures will take, what, a half hour, if that. Yeah. On the premise. So, um, yeah, pizza, salad bar, pop. So, as soon as we're done, people are supposed to go inside and drink and eat. And by that time, the pizza should be done. And then a half hour later or so, we'll come in soaking wet from being sweaty. <laughs> and then we'll... But eat, cut our cake, do those things. So deodorant might be a very uh, important uh, thing to have on hand then uh, on Saturday inside. You know, not in a car where it would melt and stuff. I would imagine. Food. Deodorant. I said. Oh, deodorant. Yeah, yeah, deodorant. Yeah, we're... I've got yeah spray, de- spray deodorant. Mm-hmm. Um, what she? We went to a wedding last year, and uh, the women products in the bathroom for the women folk. Um, you know, spray stuff, things women need for their hair, whatever. Spray deodorant, mm-hmm. guys, whatever. But for the women, yeah, it's gonna be so that's gonna be like a little basket. If you sneak into the women's bathroom, you'll see. Both bathrooms will have. I don't think a, I don't a box th- of freshening up things. I don't think I will sneak in there. I prefer not to get arrested at your wedding. Uh, oh, that's so, fine. We, we, or, we run the place. Or run. beat up. I would just, you know, not arrested or beaten up at all. Like, it, it's... Uh, oh, that's fine. No, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know. I couldn't see. I didn't have my uh, correct classes on. Yes. Uh, it would be like maybe the, the, the Family Guy episode where Peter Griffin starts going and using the women's restroom <laughs> and stuff. I could do that and uh, just... Claim I'm blind or something like that. Uh, okay, well, that's very good. And at the end of the day, this is your guys' day. You're, you're going it, to, it'll be a great day, regardless of what happens. You'll look back on it. You'll think of the memories that have been made and yada, yada, yada. I could go on with my sappy speech. But, I mean, that, that it's going to be a great day. Heat or no heat, furnace, freezer, wherever you get married, it's going to be a very good day and at the end of the day you guys will be married and then you'll begin your lives uh together you'll you know the uh, what did kelsey say here now he said all right say i love you every day okay thanks for that uh all that stuff before you uh yeah but be appreciative of everyday little things you do for each other take time when life gets crazy to hang out with each other and no matter what, at the end of the day, you are each other's best friends and have each other's All that friends. good stuff. All yep. good advice. There you go. So that's advice from Kelsey. So uh, we got to be like out of there by ten, so like at nine thirty, it's going to be. I don't know. We're going to wrap things up, so it won't go you know too late into the night. And then you guys are going on the honeymoon right away. Is that correct? 
Yes, I'm leaving uh, Monday morning out west for two weeks, and there seems to be significant rain in Montana at the moment. Hmm. Northern northern snow and rain in these parts. So we will we will see how that works out. It, it should be fine. Um, yeah. Are you guys doing so, a loop of like the a bunch of state parks on the western side? Like you start, yeah. you, you're going like Montana first, then you do, like do you go to Idaho or Washington, or are you looping back to Colorado? What, what's the? How did you go about your um, your planning. your plan to like where wherever you're going? Because all I know is that you're going to Montana. I think you're going. Uh, you're hitting up other parks out west. I would assume, right? Yeah, we're, we're going way out west. So we're going to Glacier National Park. You want to see that. Uh, you know, that people, people think that's a big deal. So we go to Glacier National Park. That's in, like, northern, northwestern Montana. That is way the fuck up there. Mm-hmm. Um, our first day, we're going to just past Billings, maybe an hour. That is a 10-hour drive. Mm-hmm. So we pick up an hour with the time change. So 10-hour drive on the first day. Second day is our first activity. We got a five-hour drive to a boat ride. I think it's at two o'clock in the afternoon, so that gives us some time to get there um, to get into the actual state park. Uh, we got our state park pass for the year, so that's done. Something I did not know until late in the process was that there's this road, the main road going through the park. The going to the sun road mm-hmm. is what it is called. I don't like the main most beautiful road there is. Yep. And that is going to be closed for the most part because of snow here at the end of June, well, that's, for Christ's sake. That sucks. Yeah, that's not where we need the heat dome necessarily, but if you could like take a little bit of that heat with you to help melt that snow, yes. it might be helpful. <laughs> It'd be helpful. And, now, and uh, I was just kind of wondering, okay, what's the weather going to be when we're out there? And temperature should be nice, so 65 degrees for highs, nice, cool weather. These first couple of days, you know, 45 for a low, 65 for a high, that's, that's all right. That's perfect. Uh, but this going to the Sun Road, you need a pass. It's just a $2 pass just to keep down on the traffic. And I, I my mom told me that she found out we needed that. And I missed the deadline by like a, a week because they sell them like three months out. And they're good for three days once you get them. And there are 500 or so um, available the day before. So when we leave, the day, the morning we leave, like at eight in the morning, I think we'll get on our phone see if we can purchase one of those tickets. Mm-hmm. We don't get it. We have the next day, Tuesday, to try again, and then Wednesday will be the last day because we don't actually need to get on the road until Wednesday, and we only need to get like on a maybe a twenty mile stretch of the road. And if not, we'll figure out something else. So we'll have three. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, three opportunities to buy this fucking $2 ticket <laughs> to, to get it on the so we'll, so Hopefully we get that done Monday or Tuesday. So so my mom and, and stepdad went out to Glacier last oh, yes. year or two years ago. And I think it was last year. And I think they also had a similar issue with trying to get a ticket to or yes. to the Sun Road. I think they just got up super early and then got on it. Um, it's like six a.m. Yeah, like six a.m. is the time. So we'll see. We we only need you know since it's. I mean, the good thing is that like most of it is closed, so it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. 
And if it wasn't closed, those are the busy parts of it. And it's closed anyway. So we're going to be in the on the northeast side, like Mini Glacier, uh, Mini Glacier, or the Mini Glacier Lake, or something like that. Is our first. It's a boat ride at two o'clock on Tuesday, and boat ride, and then it drops you off, and then you can hike a little bit and come back on the boat. So okay, that should take up much of the day. Then we're staying outside of the park because, like, if you are not, like, a year ahead of time, like, you should be reserving hotels for next year now. Because I looked at hotels and they were all booked up in the park. So I found some that were outside of the park. So we're about 20 miles from this lake uh, our first night. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere, it looks like. So that's day two. And then day three, we'll make a loop around the southern edge and end up on the western side which is a lot longer, it's a couple hours, it's a lot longer than going right through the middle on that sun road. It's a, you know, mm. it goes right through the middle. So that'll add some time, and i just got to figure, okay, what do we want to see uh, when we're in that loop? Then the third night, we'll stay on the west side of the park, just outside again in a small little town. And the third night, or third day will be our last day, there's a lake on the, on the west side called Lake McDonald, and we want to hike around there, and that is where we need that Sun Road Pass to, you know, 10, 20 miles of road, which appears to be under construction as well at the moment. So <laughs> no. even if that is open, I think that is open. It is under construction, so it could be slow going. So I think patience, patience will be a big thing um, on this first first little hike. And apparently we're, we're going fairly early in the season, which you'd figure, you know, June, July, I guess that is early in the season because most of the roads, some of the roads are still they're not plowed yet. What would, so, what, would what is their season got to be like? July to early September? Well, I mean, is that the season? Yeah, oh, I mean, you yeah, got this two month know, window yeah. here to do your shit because we're gonna get snow the other ten months of the year. <laughs> yeah, you know, we sweet we kid here. We got three months of good weather. No, we got you know, we got like seven, eight, seven, seven months of like no snow here. They might have literally like three. Mm-hmm. Like it is snowing right now, or it is going to snow tomorrow up there. Mm-hmm. And they're getting you know, some rain. They're talking flooding. I guess Yellowstone. We're not going to Yellowstone. That's in Northwest Wyoming. Yep. Like I think that is closed at the moment. I don't believe you can get in there. Oh. I, I just saw that a couple hours ago this afternoon. Major flooding around Yellowstone, and the roads are closed. So that sucks for that. And some of that, you know, it's farther north, but some of that weather moved through there. So, yeah, I I hear it's very green right now. It's very green. So, uh, yeah, we got boots. Could be a little wet and muddy on some of these trails. But, um, yeah, just uh, the roads up there. We will see how that goes. So that's our first trek. And you could spend fucking, you know, a week, ten days up there. Oh, for sure. For sure. If you really want to get crazy, you could camp. We're We're not doing that, but... So we got that in on, uh, I think, on um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, so I think on Thursday, Thursday, Thursday or Friday. Mm-hmm. It's our second big drive. We're headed from Western Montana to Portland. Oh. That is a 10-hour drive. We'll pick up an hour there. Uh, just a stop for the night. We're really not doing anything in Portland. But it's all right. This is a spot to stay. Don't stay in Tent City in Portland. I think I hear there's a lot of probably not. Yeah, probably won't go there. <laughs> probably won't go to the, the homeless populations. So we got we got that, and then uh, I'm looking forward to the West Coast trip. We went there in 2003, and I liked it. I was about almost 20 years ago. 
So kind of following a similar route. Okay. Um, there are these sand sand dunes in southern Nevada, no, southern uh, Oregon, southern Oregon. These sand dunes by the coast. Oh. Okay. Where you can take like uh, this bus ride. This it looks like a huge jeep with this uh, bus. It's kind of got the roll cage on it, so you can see you're, you're out and about mm-hmm. in this big bus thing. And they take you up and down the sand dunes for an hour, so that's a cool thing we did nice. 20 years ago, so we're going to do that. Uh, there, that's about four hours south of Portland, and it's a very nice drive down Highway 1 or Highway 101, right down the coast, you know, winding road, but you know, right on the ocean, so that's a good drive. Yes, scenic. Yeah, it's very scenic. They were saying about an hour and a half or like 90 miles south of the sand dunes in southern Oregon for a night. And so I was in charge of planning the the trip. So I've got a day-by-day itinerary of, all right, here's what we're doing or here's what we can do. Here's what we want to see. So that's been fun just doing that. Mm-hmm. Looking, all right, what, 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 what is there to see out here? Where should we go? So we have that planned. Um. We're going to end up in uh, Redwood National Forest. You want to see the redwoods mm. and the sequoia, the big trees. Yep. So the redwoods are in Northern California. So we'll check that out for two days. Did you ever play Cruising USA as a kid? Which one? Cruising USA. No. no. You, okay. There's a it, it's the Redwood Forest is a is a one of the races in Cruising USA, uh, and you if you drive into a tree, it would knock your car back because it was like a metal tree. So I assume these Redwood trees are not metal here. <laughs> no. So we'll. Uh, I think yeah, the the road situation is a lot better out in Northern California. Mm-hmm. Not to not much snow, at least right now. So the Redwoods, we got that. We'll spend a couple of days there. Uh, it was a seven hour drive one day uh, we're four hours south of San Francisco so we're going to go to San Francisco uh, I planned a boat ride like under the Golden Gate Bridge cool. that's about at two o'clock in the afternoon and then we got three hours to drive after that I was looking the Giants play the Tigers I was on the list but then that was a that was a night game and it's hotels and to where to get to the next day, I'm like, oh, skip that. Mm-hmm. And so we'll drive three more hours after that. And then that gets us to uh, kind of our final stop is up in the mountains, This uh, these cabins up in the mountains, which kind of look like a bitch to get to. They say it takes like two hours to go 40 miles because it's all mountain driving. Oh, wow. So I'm sure there'll be a, be a spot where it's like, are we fucking there yet? Are we going the right direction? <laughs> just the same shit for two hours so uh, Sequoia National Park we'll see those big trees and I think it's called Silver City Mountain Resort and we'll spend two days there and that is kind of our final stop of what we want to see and then we make our way back I think we leave I think it's Saturday we got like three days to get back Okay. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go to Vegas. It's like seven hours. Nice. Go to Vegas. Go through the desert. Hope things go well there. Will you gamble at all? Will you go to a sports book at all in uh, in Vegas? No, no. no. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna. So I looked at all the shows. You know, there's so many shows and mm-hmm. concerts and this and that. Like, what do you? This is and this is. I think uh, Friday, July first is when we're gonna be there. Uh huh. Okay. So uh, 
Like UFC's got their big fights usually July Fourth weekend. Uh, WWE was going to have a big pay per view at uh, the Raiders Stadium, or I think they moved that to the arena. Oh, okay, yep. So we're going to miss that by a couple days. That would have been cool. I would have, I would have maybe went to one of those, but mm-hmm. we're going to miss that by a couple days. But we'll get there probably in the early afternoon. It's going to be hot as hell, and we're around it on the strip, so we'll probably walk up and down that. That will be our activity that day. Then we go to Vegas, another seven-hour drive to Western Colorado, some winery-type place. We'll be there. Uh, that'll be Saturday, the 2nd. And then another seven-hour drive, four hours to Denver. Um, there's a Rockies Diamondbacks game, but we're not, we're not doing that. Um, there's a, a flea market. We went out to Denver last year. There's a flea market oh, out yes. there just north of yeah. town that my parents went to. We, we, we really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very cheap, uh, mostly Mexican, Hispanic folks selling some cheap things, which I like. So Good hat I got a, uh, selection, yeah, I would assume. Right? I got a few hats. Uh, some of them are some odd hats that I would never wear. More urban hats, I'll call them. Uh, I did find some hats, a nice Vancouver Canucks hat, ja- Jaguars. A couple nice hats. I'm looking forward to that stop. And uh, the produce there, the oranges, just huge, massive oranges that are very tasty. When you get, when you get oranges that big, you feel like, yeah, they're probably not any good. But these are just um, the best oranges I think I've ever had. Wow. So they sell them by the 10-pound bag, and we're going to pick up at least two of those bags. Well, they have Colorado peaches there, because that is one of the, mm-hmm. that is the best peach I've ever had, I think. I mean, normally I'd find that at, like, high V or something yeah. every once in a while, but Colorado peaches, I assume, have to be out there somewhere. So I'm going to try, you know, a huge onions and, you know, these, hopefully, peaches. You know, we were out there in July, and um, you know, we're, we're going to stock up on, you know, some of those fruits and vegetables, I would think. So we'll make that stop. That's a four-hour drive, and then uh, I'll go three hours after that uh, to the scenic route of North Platte, Nebraska, <laughs> is our final uh, final one. So that, that takes us five hours away from home, so it should be a nice five-hour drive on Monday the 4th, and then I go back to work on Tuesday the 5th. So... I think I've planned this out. It's three straight days of seven-hour drives to get back. So, you know, that's what I've got. Um, You know, I I tried to break it down. You know, we we have a destination every day. We got hotels booked. Uh, We have a spot to be in every single day at at the very least. Uh, Like this first first day on Monday, we got to be at this hotel in this this fucking town. So it's like, Mm -hmm. this is our destination today like 600 miles away. So it'll be a long day. We'll get there, and that'll be our stout for the day. Now, like, we're four, four hours from San Francisco, so that's a four-hour. Instead of having a seven-hour drive, we have a four-hour drive from San Francisco. We have a little activity there. And once we're done, we got a three-hour drive after that. And same thing with from western Colorado to North Platte. we got a four-hour drive to that flea market. We'll spend an hour or two there, and then we got a three-hour drive to Nebraska. So trying to break the trip down uh, in increments a little bit. So that's 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 what I've got planned. She's been working on the wedding, ninety percent of that. And I've been doing the trip. So yeah, I think I'm I'm looking forward more to the I think the West Coast part of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, The trails are a lot shorter. 
and yeah, we'll see what the terrain situation is, and you know, just you, you just look stuff up on the internet and see what people are saying, and you know what people need to know. So hopefully it goes well. And there's you know, a few spots that I'm looking forward to to visiting in these these hiking trails. You know, I've got them all written down. We don't have to do all of them. That's all right. I got this one. This is only a mile. We should be able to do two or three of those in a day. So, yeah, weather should be, I think, pretty good. Last, you know, Vegas, that's going to be a warm mm-hmm. part. Vegas, Denver going up there is probably going to be the warmest part of the trip, but you'll be up in the mountains and nice, cooler weather. So I'm looking forward uh, to that. So like, it's, it's going to be, yeah, pack, pack some winter shit because, you know, it could be, could be wet, it could be cold, it could be rainy this first week yeah well it sounds like you guys got a great trip planned so i i wish you a lot of uh ha- um uh success weather wise and just a lot of i hope you have a lot of fun i hope you have a great time over these two weeks it's going to be a lot of fun i look forward to hearing about it i look forward to hearing about all the 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 right like the gas prices and stuff oh. all, the, all the food that you're going to be consuming and stuff because that's a great way to relate is just with food and if you go through i don't know what the gps is taking you through like uh if you have to go i assume you have to you have, obviously have to go through idaho to get to oregon so if you're going yes. through coeur delaine just be on the lookout for any U-Hauls carrying Nazis. Uh, and, uh, oh, yeah, yeah look out for those guys. Uh, and you know, see if the, any of them are from South Dakota like that one jackass from uh, from uh, Saturday in Boise there. But it sounds like you're going to have a great time, so I, I hope you guys have a ton of fun and look forward to hearing about it. When we reconvene with our podcast probably in August because we'll be having a baby here at and, oh uh, yes, we'll what taking, is that? So in July? Uh, the July tenth is the due date. Uh, oh goddamn, that it's, is like a uh, week, uh, three weeks away. It uh, is. Three, four weeks. I, we have an appointment on Wednesday. Wednesday will be the tell on whether or not she'll be able to actually even come uh, this weekend. Well, hopefully she can, but it might just be well, a, really? a, a well, solo stacking yeah. uh, expedition for me because uh, it's. You know, this baby, It we feel like it's going to be before July 10th. I mean, this baby is reaching from, like, a rib cage to the, the hip. Uh, you, like, okay, uh, kid number one, Noah, is, I saw pictures of him. Yes. What, he's four years old? He's is he four and a half. Five? He is four and a half, yes. He's a, as, as you know, since he's your kid, he's a massive human being at this point. Like, yes, he is. Yes, he he's is. He's a huge son of a gun. Yes, um, yes, he is. So yes, and then and then kid number two, boy or girl, this this one's going to be a big one too. You would uh, like indications are it, it it would appear so because if if because the way like Kelsey's getting kicked all over, the like, arm here, a leg there. I mean, it's it's extending pretty fast. That's why I'm like the July 10th. It can't be. It can't be before that. And you know, I think she. This is like, worse than the first time. Or? Yes. Yes, it is. It, it it definitely is. This is different than with Noah. Um, there must be a girl. Then is that what people think, or does that matter? I, um, a lot of people seem to think boy. Huh. Um, I, and she knows. She knows. I do not. It's going to be the ultimate surprise because uh, that's one of the the few surprises that you get in life. I, but yeah, you, you knew what you knew Noah first, though, right? No, nope, that was a surprise as well. No, that was a surprise too. Goddamn. Yes. Um, so I I don't know what it it's gonna be. It, 
yeah, the, the, the indications seem to be like, oh, if you, you know, if the, the pregnancies are different, then maybe it's it's the opposite gender. But I kind of get the sense, it, I my gut says it's going to be a boy. If it's a girl, I mean, that would be great. Uh, I'm kind of hoping more for a girl, but if it's a boy, obviously that will be just fine as well. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. So the next time we can reconvene and do a podcast. I'll be married. We'll be on our trip. You'll have a new kid. Yeah. A lot's going to happen in the next month. Yes. So the next time that we reconvene and do a podcast oh here uh, will be the start of college. Well, not the start of college football season, but we'll definitely be in gear for that uh, uh. With, with college football approaching. But we'll have a lot of life event stuff to talk about from uh, from yes. the wedding and you know and your your trip and the honeymoon and you know the the new kid will be coming. And it's going there's going to be a lot to unpack in that next episode. So we definitely. Uh, we'll look forward to to that when we reconvene. One one last thing here. So in Montana, uh, huckleberries are a delight. They're very good. Uh, the berry itself, but they also do like huckleberry syrup. They like huckleberries very big out there. Uh, huckleberry jelly beans are delicious. Uh, so if you, I would suggest buying some huckleberry stuff, whether it's syrup or just you know the fruit itself. Huckleberry, I don't think you will regret it. It's quite tasty if you've never had uh, Huckleberry before. I don't know if I have yet. That's uh, what I did not know. We'll see. Uh, if they, if they, we'll see all the shops, what they've got going on there. I'm just so, saying, like, at, like restaurants, though, or, or wherever, uh, these little uh, stations. Like, people will pick Huckleberries alongside the road. Like, you, they sell for quite a bit. I mean, Huckleberries are... Are uh, quite. Uh, I don't want to say it's a delicacy, but it's certainly a hot item to get. Uh, what do they look like? Are they hard? Or are they an actual like berry? Like a, you see a blackberry? Or a... I would say it, it's got to be closer to like a blackberry. But let me pull it up here. Uh, oh, just to, uh, it would appear. Oh, it looks kind of like more like a blueberry grape. So. Oh, it feels like like what grows up there because it's so cold or it doesn't get all that hot. And they receive lots of moisture. So yeah. So um, yeah. And, it, and part of the thing, are you go and see this shit? Because I mean, they've had bad fires for many years out there, especially out in California. Mm-hmm. And you want to see this stuff before it's not there to see anymore. Right. So I've seen a couple trees that have, they're still there, but they've basically been hollowed out. But they're still standing. You know, hundreds, two, three hundred feet tall trees here. Yeah. That have been burned and is you know, and it's just. I mean, some of these, you know, 500, 1,000, 2,000-year-old things, these trees, it's just crazy to think, you know. Like, you know, the trees here, that's one of their fucking limbs. That's one of their branches, like a tree out here mm-hmm. in your front yard. So, yeah, I... Well, that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's exciting to, to see that stuff. So in Googling Huckleberry here, they say while huckle while true huckleberries are related to blueberries, it's an entirely different uh, genus. Uh, yeah. They commonly call huckleberry in the West and are, you know, kind of the native blueberry species. But there are different huckleberries that have a genus vaccinium. Va- va- uh, va- uh, that sounds like uh, almost like you're vaccinated or something or getting a vasectomy. I don't that doesn't sound great. Uh, but either way, so the huckleberry is related to the blueberry, but it is different and it is very, very tasty. We'll see if we see any huckleberry stuff out there. Yeah. We also want to see, like, I, I want to, like, just, you know, do the license plate game. Yes. 
Oh, like yes. you, you, I mean, you'll probably get all of them. You know, maybe, you know, like Hawaii, I think would be like the one that would be tough, or maybe you know Vermont, New Hampshire, and the way northeast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, you'll probably get you know forty-seven or forty-eight of them, and kind of want to do that on the way to pass the time. You know, we'll see, especially on that first day, we'll see what uh, what we see. So yeah. do that. It'll be uh, it'll be a nice little. Yeah. Activity. I was. We always play the license plate game whenever we go out to the Black Hills. Um, so we did that when we went out to the hills last year. Um, you know, I went down when we went to Nashville. Oh my gosh, is that six years ago already? Now, six years ago, I did. We did the license plate game down there, and I think we got like forty, all like eighty percent of the the country, uh, which was kind of shocking and whatnot. But yeah, the license plate game is a great game. Uh, to, and yeah, to I mean, we're in, you know, when you do that, you're going to places that are tourist destinations and mm-hmm. you know, people from all over the country go to these places. So you expect to see, see states that you wouldn't normally see. So, yes. um, yeah. And then just the packing, you know, she's, Melissa is in the process of packing now, which is a Monday. And obviously I'm going to pack Sunday night when we get back. <laughs> um, so... You know, it's two weeks of stuff. Is there maybe, do we do laundry halfway through? Or we just say to hell with it. We'll see. Um, hey, just pack a bunch of stuff. You know, your shirts, your jeans, your shorts, your whatevers. You know, mm-hmm. one, one bag just for like winter stuff. So that would take up as much space. All, you know, sweatshirts, all that stuff in one bag. To get that out of the way, or maybe you pack like uh, items for like one destination in one bag, yeah. and the other, yeah. yeah that's a, yeah, it, especially because you could be hitting a multiple different temperature variances. Like obviously, yes. like, r- right away, you're probably going to get the coldest weather uh, in Glacier, and then as you keep yep. going further south, you know, I mean, Portland, you would think is going to be hot, but San Francisco is often like a little chillier with the yep. with the the wind and the the mist and stuff coming off the bay, so it's yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, pack a pack accordingly. Pack. I think it's much everything. I've been there. I think you know it's it's probably going to be cooler than what Melissa expects. I think you know. So it's like you know, the early spring weather. You know. Yep. Uh, early fall weather. Pack. Back for that. So hopefully, but you never know. Maybe that heat dome is gonna bring its way, you know, bring its way west and then encapsulate uh, Portland here for yeah. for two weeks. You never know. Are you gonna wear uh, a different hat every day of the trip? That's the yeah. I gotta thing. figure out. I gotta figure out who makes the cut here for this because I'm gonna bring a couple of them. You know, when you when you're hiking and maybe you get a little sweaty, those will be yes. those be my pickleball hats. Those are some lighter hats that I don't mind getting wet and i think that's kind of what they're designed for had a couple other trips yeah what to, who makes the uh, who makes the cut here for hats so we gotta pack some hats do you have a colorado uh, avalanche hat and a tampa bay lightning hat i do not i do not mm. um mm. i got a golden state warriors hat so you're looking at okay where am i going i got a got a trailblazers hat if you're looking at stops where am i going yeah uh, do, yes. do you want to fit in or do you want to wear lsu shit <laughs> Um, I did buy I did buy four hoodie I buy about I bought four hoodies I think for fifty bucks four hoodies for fifty bucks wow. I'm very impressed uh, from Dick Sporting Goods online they had a good sale um, I got LSU I got Auburn which my go to is I got Clemson and uh, Kansas State because Melissa said like Kansas yes. State so 
uh, they were all like, you know, ten, fifteen dollars. Wow. So I liked. I'm, I'm planning on wearing those. I think for our hikes. I think that'd be good weather for that. You are going to confuse the hell out of people who ask where know. you're from, and I think I'm. Just, I can't wait to hear their response. Like, oh, I just like. Uh, the, I just like to wear this shit or this stuff. I just buy Pretty this much. stuff. I like it. Uh, you could wear we a went. Clemson hat with a like. Or a Clemson sweatshirt with an LSU hat, or something like that. It's just like, oh, it's it's Tiger Day. <laughs> I had a, we went uh, out to a Mexican restaurant, Cinco de Mayo, and I wore like a Cubs hat and a twin shirt. And the one of the waitresses said, "Yeah, those don't quite match up." I'm like, yeah, I know. Twins <laughs> hat, Cubs uh, Cubs hat, twin shirt. So. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, you, know, you kind of, you know, okay, these people must be from down south. They're well, we're in LSU and Auburn, so no, yes. we're fucking as far north as you can catch. So, <laughs> Oh, they got the south right, just South Dakota. <laughs> south Dakota. You from the south? Yeah. Dakota, South Dakota. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what shit you see, and I'm sure somebody will comment, oh, you know, go, go Tigers and whatever. Yep. So, it's a great conversation starter, so I also look forward to, yeah. to hearing that uh, portion of it. Like, what was the, the most peculiar look you got or something? Like, when, you know, the interaction, I guess, when uh, when you're when you're talking with someone about where you're from. I'm like, why are you wearing LSU if you're from South Dakota? I don't know. Yeah. I like it. Uh, got a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, okay. So. And my idea, my idea for the wedding was to, does everybody bring me a hat? <laughs> you got a wedding registry just bring me some hats here yes that i don't have uh that, that didn't happen not that it was going to but um yeah i would have been you know everybody bring me a hat mm-hmm. and um i'd be happy you know 30 40 50 hats so that would uh that would uh, wrap up the collection i would think yes absolutely well lightning and avalanche are playing in the stanley cup final here so maybe you could pick up an avalanche hat when you're going through denver yeah, I would. Um, it should be done. And when when is when is a potential game seven? Yeah, potential game seven would be June twenty eighth. Ah, I'm gonna miss that by about five days. But the so. parade, you might hit. The, you might get into Denver in time for the parade if it goes seven. We could. Like we're doing that. That's cool. That that's going through. Yeah, it's gonna be in Denver. We're gonna miss you on the NBA finals here by uh, about a week, ten days. You know, yep. and it was always because I said at the beginning of the C- NBA season, you know, I think game seven is probably Sunday, I think. Yes, it is. Yep. Uh, it's probably going to go seven. Only four months gonna, after the NBA finals originally started. <laughs> only only four months. It was nice and quick. So just following the playoffs, I don't care about them, but it was like, oh, yeah, finals are here. That means our wedding's like two, two weeks away. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And and the thing with the trip, I got a phone now, or I should say a a little computer that acts as a phone. Ah, yes, yep. So so I can take my own pictures, I can take my own videos, Mm -hmm. I can post stuff, I can document stuff. Um, I don't know if we want to do like maybe a thing every day where we just sit down at the end of the day, maybe we do like a Facebook Live thing, uh, five minutes, all right, what did we see today? What did we do today? That'd be a cool little thing to document yes like a video and, journal of, of sorts yeah so, all right we we drove 10 hours today we didn't do much that was <laughs> our day so but, yeah, maybe maybe do something like that i think that'd be a cool uh, thing to document but we saw the state of rhode <laughs> island in oregon it was really weird finally finally <laughs> we got rhode island on the bucket list 
So I think, yeah, that would be... I've written this stuff down in the past, but I think if we would do a daily every other day type thing, I think that would be... That'd be good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think you get a lot of interest and stuff and just seeing, you know, what you're doing and whatnot. Well, uh-huh. again, I, w- I hope you guys have a great time there. Looking forward to hearing about it all and looking forward to recap the wedding with you. Uh, and I was looking you know, at the weather, you know, like 10, 10 days out, two days out. And the like, weather channel had it at 95. So I'm like, all right, it's probably going to be hot. KSFY, they do this 10-day forecast. And they had it for one day at 85, which would have been nice. Yes. And then the very next day, they change it to 95. So I'm not going to put too much stock in their fucking 10-day forecast when they were 10, 10 degrees off on what it actually was. So like, all right, 85. One says 85, one says 95. Who's going to win out here? And it was the Weather Channel. So, you know, we will be, yes, it's going to be hot, um, humid, but hopefully we... Uh, make it to make it a quick ceremony well and you know what though you're leaving at a good time if this heat dome lasts then you might uh yeah you, you might survive here a little bit more that'll be good that'll be nice i get the hell out of here yeah so it'll seem like uh, maybe a, hopefully a shorter summer right now what they are saying oh man there's back in rain in the forecast now for saint cloud on wednesday that's good uh 98 on sunday 99 on monday 90 on tuesday get the hell out of here Mitchell Baseball plays three straight doubleheaders Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, thank and those God. are the three coolest days of the week, thank God. I only got to do the game tomorrow. Huh. So they lucked out. Yes, they did. I was thinking about that, too, the other day because, you know, I go – I go to the gym each morning, and you know, along my way to the to the gym, I uh, go by the softball complex in Wake Park, and they had a tournament there on Saturday – or I believe it was a tournament, and I was just thinking, like, oh my gosh, are they going to have a tournament here this weekend? Uh, if so, like, oh my gosh, you have these teenagers that are going to be sweating to death in like a hundred and ten degree heat index. Like, no, thank you. You gotta, we gotta do something about this here. Uh, so I don't know if they're going to do it or not, but it's a uh, yowza. It quite, quite hot. Uh, for yeah, and, and, and when it was so cool there for a couple of weeks, I figured, yeah, it's not going like to last. It didn't, it didn't have. It wasn't going to last. It didn't have to be hotter than a motherfucker, <laughs> but it was. It's like, all right, it's like it was like you know, seventy, seventy-five, just perfect weather for like mm-hmm. two weeks. Mm-hmm. And like you know, it doesn't have to be ninety-five. It could be like eighty or eighty-five, but no, it had to be, you know, literally like twenty degrees warmer. So, like, you know, a week later, like, mm, we just missed it. We, we, we missed it by a week, and we literally missed it by, like, two days, you know, two days. Mm-hmm. We, we, whatever, you know, it'll be, like, 85 on Thursday. We'll take that. Yeah. But we're going to miss it by two days. So. I think I told you that I my brother-in-law got married uh, at the end of May. It was the week before Memorial Day. And uh, maybe, yeah. I, maybe I didn't mention this, but we were up at uh, Thumper Pond in Ottertail and, uh, you know, Dan Beck's Neck of the Woods and whatnot. Or his, uh, his Amanda's, uh, his wife's neck of the woods. And the wedding, it was outside. It, it was short, but it was 48. And it was on a golf course. It was it didn't get above 50 that day. And they we were on the 18th hole, and there's this fountain 
and with the wind and stuff, the wind was spray like bringing the mist over. So we were getting we were getting sprayed a little bit during this wedding in under fifty degree weather. So uh, we're going from uh, and this was again it was May twentieth. It was very it, it was less than a month ago, and now we're going from that to a uh, hundred uh, degrees with seventy degree dew point. So it's, yeah, it's like you know May could be anything. Absolutely. Like June, June, it can be hot in June. So yes. like, that's the risk you take. Yes, it is. But it's going to be a great day regardless. And looking forward to seeing you both and, and celebrating with you. It's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, that's that. Uh, we'll, we'll look forward to, again, the recap later on here. Uh, once uh, we'll react to all of the life events here. Sports-wise, though, uh, NBA Finals are still going on. Steph Curry had a monster 43-point performance in Game 4. I feel bad for Steph Curry. Uh, the series tied 2-2 right now as we're recording this. Game 5, Monday night. I think Golden State wins. But I feel bad for Steph Curry because he's getting zero help. Klay Thompson's not doing anything. Draymond Green has been awful. Jordan Poole hit or miss. Uh, Andrew Wiggins show up if if you want to, but I mean Draymond Green's been the ultimate no show pretty much. He just flaps his gums. Um, Steph Curry needs help, uh, but at the same time, with two of three now back in San Francisco, they win this game. They win the series. I just I, I've been in, Curry's having to do it all on its own. I feel a little bad for him. Yeah, yeah. You feel like it's going seven. You feel like. I like Boston's the better team. Like Boston star Jason Tatum's not playing well, mm-hmm. and he's getting some help from other folks. And Steph Curry's playing well, but nobody else is doing much of anything. So it's kind of like two different ways these teams are winning. So, for one team will get up tonight, and they'll be up by fifteen, and they'll lose. So but yeah, go seven games. Again, just like, I don't know what it is. Like, I just don't care about the series at all. It's like Golden State's there. You know. It, interesting to note that um, we're looking at I, – I saw this on Twitter uh, the other day. Eight of the top ten most watched basketball games of the year are from college. Um. That can't be right. It, really? It is. A lot of it's mainly like the tournament, but like Michigan State, Duke, uh, highly watched. You had uh, Duke, UNC, the highly watched game. I'll try and find this. Um, yeah, I don't here. think the ratings have been very good at all for this finals. No, the, the only two NBA games that showed up were from the NBA finals, I think, games one and two. But I'm seeing here now, like, uh, you know, it, it's just – it, it's not very good. They weren't very good game four. I don't care, uh, you know, one way or the other. I'm hoping that the NHL, uh, the, the Stanley Cup final ratings are going to be good. I think there's a I lot. Think of, they should be good. I think there's a lot of intrigue here. Colorado's highly explosive, but the big storyline here, if you really want a reason to watch the Stanley Cup final at all, starts Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central on ABC. Is that you could see? The Tampa Bay Lightning win their third straight Stanley Cup. They are the first team since the Edmonton Oilers in 1983 through 85 to make three straight Stanley Cup final appearances. Uh, I mean, that that alone, I think, is reason to watch uh, just for that storyline. And it is like the two best teams. Yes. 
Yep. Almost Tampa Bay, like a three seed, but you'd figure they're, they're, they're the favorite. Yep. And Colorado was killing folks all year long, so. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd give it to the edge of Colorado, I guess, if they were playing anybody else. Yes. I still think I'm going to give Colorado the edge, but I, I like I, I do that at my own risk. I think they are going to beat Tampa Bay, but, I mean, it's rather silly to bet against the Lightning at this point, but I think I'll do it. And, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll the way they the came back and had what, the Rangers series, what, they won the last three in a row? What, last four. They won the last four. They held oh, the Rangers. Yeah, that, that's impressive. They held the Rangers to one goal in each of the final three games of the series. Yeah, that's pretty good, so... Yeah, there should be, you know, Colorado's got a good offense, it looks like, so, yeah, we will see. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun, though. It'll be a good series. Massive upset in college baseball is the College World Series, and before I get to that, we should make note that Oklahoma women's softball is fantastic. They went 57-3 and this year. They won the the championship over Texas, took the, the they won that best of three series 2-0, down in Oklahoma City, they they uh, they got the run rule in like 40 of the 60 games. I mean, it was just incredible. It's an insane stat. They're talking about maybe this being the best team of all time. Like, you know, if you look at the dream teams and all of that stuff. I don't know, but all I know is when the SBs come around, this team better win uh, best team because you don't do the run rule differential or the the run rule you know what fifth is it 10 10 plus is it a 10 run rule after the fifth inning is that yep. correct so, I believe so. Yep. they did that like they did that 40 times this season this team is incredible i think for the for the college world series the team batted 371 as a team that's an insane statistic this team is so good so oklahoma women's softball I salute you. I mean, that was an incredible performance. I feel like for women's sports, it's good to have something like that, like a dynasty like UConn and this. Yep. Sometimes it's not always good for other sports. I think for women's sports, it's good. And like because women's it gives you something too. to, you know, something people are, people may not know anything about softball, but they may know yeah, Oklahoma. They were really good. I, rem- I remember that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so Yeah. Yeah, and then the uh, Marcus, he's going down to the College World Series next week. He's very disappointed today, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he uh, is a little bit of a Tennessee fan, and they were the number one seed. And, yeah, so uh, not not too fond of Notre Dame. And uh, Connecticut was playing Stanford here. I don't know where the hell we stand on that. Uh, It was four. It was UConn was up three to two, and then Stanford got up four three. Let's check the score right now, that game. So he doesn't really care, but he would prefer to see Stanford, which would be the two seed. And the best team there. So, yeah, a lot of upsets. I guess this is the third straight tournament that the one seed's lost. Wow. And has not gotten to the, to the World Series. So, yeah, you'd expect, but it's a three-game series. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you got a lot of what? You got Texas, you got Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, I think Old Miss in there. Yeah, Old Miss beat Southern Miss uh, 2-0. Um uh, you got uh, East Carolina. Uh, yeah, Oregon. Yeah, Oregon State's playing uh, somebody tonight. Auburn. 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 Auburn yeah. So. It is nine three Stanford over UConn. So that that's where that game stands. So unfortunately, Stanford's going to win and get in over UConn. But this is a very power packed. Like the SEC is dominant because Arkansas. Yeah. But they had they had to go to UNC. So I mean, you're looking at the if you're looking at this College World Series. And you're like, oh, man, all these high-powered schools are here. Well, they had 
you know, there were a lot of upsets that took place. You know, Notre Dame pulling off the biggest. They were talking about Notre Dame beating Tennessee as one of the biggest upsets of all time in college baseball. I don't know if that's. I'm not a, a historian of the of the sport uh, to know if that's accurate or not. But just to be able to take two of three from them, the best team that's ever come out of the SEC, I think that certainly says something about this team. But then you have Arkansas having to go to Chapel Hill, take down number 10 UNC. Uh, East Carolina was ranked ahead of Texas, and Texas beat them. Ole Miss didn't give up a run to Southern Miss at all in that two-game series in Hattiesburg. I mean, that's incredible. You have Virginia Tech, the four seed, losing there. So yes, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of power. There's a lot of SEC. There's some Big Twelve in here, uh, which may as well be SEC because it's Oklahoma and, and Texas. But so yes, you have these big name schools, but it's not like they had the easy road. They had to go in, especially Notre Dame. They didn't. They won their regional. Uh, I can't remember. It was Coral Gables, I think. They have. They were playing in, in Miami. They weren't even hosting their regional, or initially. And then you get to the super regional, and for them to beat Tennessee two out of three, really, really impressive stuff. Yeah. So um, it's going to be warm, obviously, down there, like it always seems to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, some uh, not maybe who people expected to be there. No, cer- certainly not. Yeah, certainly not. And yeah, Ole Miss outscored Southern Miss fifteen nothing in their two games. So uh, good job, Southern Miss. That that's not very good. Not very good at all. Uh, so that's that. Yeah, College World Series starts next week there in Omaha. So it should be a good time. Hopefully, Mark will have a good time there and can have a report for us. Uh, let's see. But oh, he got the College World Series. Oh, let's just go to the regular baseball here. Um. I don't know what to make of the Twins' week last week. It's great. It's it's great that they beat the Yankees once, but they should have beat them twice. Pitching remains a problem. You have the issues. I mean, they've just been battled with injuries. Then they take two out of three from the Rays. But Carlos Correa plays one game and then he's out. Byron Buxton hits two home runs in back-to-back games. That was great to see. Overall, they go three and three. Now begins the easier stretch, but um, I, I don't know. It it just feels it's disappointing because they should have taken two or three from the Yankees and they didn't. But overall, I guess given the teams they played, an overall successful week. They they beat the Yankees. That's all. That's all. Just get one. Just lucky you get one. And they were dominant in that game too. Pitching was fantastic. They were it was eight to one. So. He got one. That's like seven wins in my book. Um, and he, and he beat Tampa Bay a couple times. That's good to see. He beat Toronto two out of three. He beat Tampa two out of three. So, yeah, those are going to be playoff teams. And, and that's beat, good to see. And they beat Tampa Bay two out of three down in Tampa earlier this season. And to see the offense picking up a little bit. No, nine runs on Friday, six runs on Saturday. Uh, a lot of that has to do with Buxton. Uh, eight runs versus the Yankees, uh, seven runs in the in that loss. They scored eight runs on Sunday versus Toronto a week ago. Uh, nine runs a couple Fridays ago. So when this offense is rolling, it's pretty good. So mm-hmm. that's coming along. The, you know, pitching's been okay, but they are just, you know, they're going to get Sonny Gray back, hopefully. 
uh, this week or next week. Uh, Joe Lyon should start here in the next couple of days in Seattle. Uh, but yeah, they have just been decimated with injuries. The, 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 these pitchers are thrown out there. Uh, Devin Smeltzer's been, he looks like Johan Santana out there right now. Um, compared to some of these other he's the best. Offs. He's the best one of the bunch, and he's you know I would say Smelter's. It, tell tell me what to, to make of Smelter because I thought maybe you know, Archer was a good signing, and you, and you poured cold water on my take on that, which is fine. But I think Smelter's a very good uh, pitcher. What's his potential? Uh, Smelter's been around a couple of years. They got him in a trade from the Dodgers mm-hmm. a few years ago. He's still only twenty six. Doesn't throw very hard. Doesn't strike out too many guys. Uh, but he's been making it work. So, you know, he's been on for a couple of years, and he's done well. And this is, you know, the best stretch of his career. And he, he deserves to stay in this rotation. Uh, Dylan Bundy, he's got to go. Mm-hmm. Dylan Bundy can go at any time. Well, I mean, the only reason why he's around is because of the injuries. Uh, Chris Archer, I'll say this, he's been uh, he's been better than I thought. He's been, you know, he's had a lot of injuries in recent years. And they're starting. You no, know, he's went five innings the last two times out, and he uh, first times he, he's done that this year. So they want to limit him, keep him healthy. He was going, you know, four innings about, um, you know, sixty, seventy pitches for the most part. Now they're starting to ramp it up a little bit, so that's good to see. Mm-hmm. You get Joe Ryan back. You get Sonny Gray back. I like. Uh, I feel confident in either of those two guys starting a playoff game. Uh, you got Josh Winder. He had a good start to the year. He's, he should be coming back pretty soon. So you're getting all of these guys back that have been out. So they're they're throwing shit out there like Cole Sands, who's yes. awful. Smelter's been good. Archer's been good. This Gonzalez guy? Is, is that oh, yeah. Chi-Chi Gonzalez. He was at Oral Roberts when we were in Brookings, and he's still kicking around in his early 30s. He's, you know, not a major league caliber guy. So, um, yeah, they just kind of piece it together right now. So, they're, I mean, they're fortunate to get through the stretch here at, you know, 500 or so. Mm-hmm. 30, 32 games until the All-Star break. They got to put some distance here, but four-game lead on Cleveland, I think. Play Cleveland seven, eight times. They play the White Sox uh, seven times here in the next month. Uh, you know, they got Seattle and Arizona this weekend, you know, when the when those series go four and two, you know, they, they, they got a they got a very easy schedule this next month. So they, they have to yep. have to get some things going here. They should not, you know, be, you know, seven, eight games over five hundred in the stretch at least. I, I completely agree with you, but as you stated, there are eight games against the Indians, seven against the White Sox. So I think I think these games against the Indians are the most pivotal just because they're the closest team right now to the Twins. You gotta, you can ill afford to not at least go four and four against the Guardians here. Uh, you you gotta you gotta go at least that route. And the same with the White Sox. Don't make just don't let them gain ground on you. But the 15 games here uh, against those two teams up until the All Star break, you gotta do it. That's that's the key. And at this point, you know. That six wild card spot should things go to shit. That six wild card spots out of the question now because there's only you know Cleveland right now I guess would be that last. Uh, Boston and Cleveland are kind of in that mix for that last spot because you know the Angels what they lost fourteen in a row they're done. <laughs> yeah. 
so yeah, they, they really are cooked. So wait for the White Sox to do something while we're on the White Sox. Um, yes. Oh, I hope we're talking yeah. about uh, what Larissa yeah. did last week. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, I believe there was like a pass ball to get Freddie Freeman to second base, I believe is what happened. No, they, they then, oh, yeah, yes, you're, you're talking what led to them walking. Yeah. Um, and then, and then yeah. uh, Trey Turner had a one-two count on Trey Turner, and they decided to intentionally walk him. Mm-hmm. Then Max Muncy, it's a three-run home run, and, uh, you know, Tony La Russa, 77 years old, he should probably be fired. Um, this should be his last year doing this. Just do some ridiculous thing, and he tries to defend it. You know, a one-two count to Trey Turner. He tried to defend it the next day, too. He was still adamant that it was the right decision. And then somebody put out those stats that, yeah, this was not the right call. You look at what, you know, the situation was, who hits what against what. And Max Muncy, coming off the DL, he's been awful this year. But he's back after two two weeks off, and it's a three-run home run. Like, you have a one-two count. Like, you just pitch to the guy. So Mm -hmm. it's just kind of a ridiculous call there. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Nope. If it like if this were if it were I don't know like a two one count or a three one count, sure. Then, then maybe that that makes a little more sense. It's one two at least at the at the very least. Throw a couple of breaking balls or throw a couple of balls that maybe outside the strike zone, and if you don't get them, then you can walk them. That's fine. But it's one two. It is in the pitcher's favor. I like this makes zero sense. Absolutely zero. It does really when you look at it, and then when you look at the numbers, it makes even less sense. So, yeah, yeah it's yeah, I don't understand it at all. You mentioned the Angels, fourteen game losing streak. They snapped that with a win over Boston. Then they uh, won one game against the Mets. I guess that's that's good considered good news. But they fired Joe Madden. I don't you know. Maybe the the magic of Joe Madden is wearing off a little bit. Uh, but the Angels are. I mean, Mike Trout was in an 0 for 26 slump or something like that. He he got he snapped that uh, snapped out of that a little bit, which is good. Shohei Otani had something, but uh, the Angels they don't appear to be very good. So the the Astros are going to run away with this division. The the Rangers, uh, ironically enough, are in second place uh, in that division because they they beat up on the White Sox this weekend, which was good to see. Don't look now, but the Atlanta Braves have won 11 in a row. It is the third, or is it? It's either the second or the third longest winning streak by a defending world champion. Uh, Houston had a 12-game win streak, and uh, back in what 2013, 2015, whatever that year uh-huh. was, and then the Baltimore Orioles back in 1971 or in the 70s somewhere, they had an 11-game win streak or a 12-game win streak as well. So the Braves are in some rare air when it comes to this win streak. I don't know what to make of it. Like, have the Braves finally turned it around? How much stock do we put into the Braves? How much confidence do we have in the Braves? Not to win the division. This is the Mets division to win. But can the Braves sneak in for one of these wild cards? Because I'm not going to lie. I don't think the Giants are anything special this year. I know they're 33-26, and 26, um, and that's right now. Uh, they, just, they just swept the Dodgers. They did. Uh, that's you know the, the Padres are only a half game back of the Dodgers now, so that's saying something. But they lost the last two games of their series to the Rockies, so take that for what it's worth. I mean, yeah, it's not good, but I mean that's a very competitive division right now. 
I, I don't know. I just, there's something about the Giants I can't quite, like, sell myself, like, buy all in with them. I mean, I, I, I usually always like the Giants. You, I mean, they got great pitching. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the Braves, I mean, was, you, you got to take them seriously. You know, they went, out, went on a run late late last year in August to, to do it. And uh, they're just kind of waiting for them to wake up here. Like, all right, let's go. And they finally did. So, yeah, they're in this mix. They're only five and a half back. Uh, they're in the mix. Uh, Brewers, what, Brewers had a six, seven, eight game losing streak, yeah. whatever that was. Yeah. Got swept uh, by so the Phillies, who, you know, had won eight straight, nine, was it eight straight or nine straight after they fired Joe Girardi? Um, yeah. Things tightening up a little bit in the National League to where, uh, you know, the Braves are a contender. you got those three teams in the West, which I think they're all going to get in. Uh, But then the Cardinals and Brewers, that should, you know, come down to it um, there. Um, And, you know, the the Reds, the Reds, I think, are like 18 and 16 since they started doing so bad. So Mm -hmm. good to see them. You know, we talked about that last week. Good to see them continue to play, you know, at or over 500 the past six weeks so yes that's good to see yeah the historic Um, the historic nature of how bad they are is not going to happen anymore they're they're a bad team but not historically bad so yeah things tighten up a little bit with some i know the big win streaks the big losing streaks you know phillies braves brewers what angels what What's the level of concern with the brewers because what uh was it hater the the their closer gave up a run Finally, I mean, and I think you know, when, when anybody has to say he finally gave up a run this year, he went like, yeah, he was like at 30 some. He hadn't given up a run all year. He was like oh, yeah. 30 some appearances going back to last year without a run. I was like, yeah, just an incredible run. It was, it was but very I, good. I'm, yeah, Corbin Burns, he got hit around pretty good. So, you know, um, not playing as well. I, th- I think they gave, uh, you know, the Brewers were doing well. I think they gave all the powers to the Blue Jays because the Blue Jays were struggling. Now the Blue Jays are doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, Blue Jays have the I think third best record in the American League behind Houston and the Yankees. So my Milwaukee team was doing good. Now my Toronto team was doing good, and Milwaukee's kind of sucking. So it kind of goes back and back and forth. Um, I do like you know I do like Baltimore in about maybe two years. Two years, I like Baltimore to do something. Is this is this a Houston Astros like? No, not quite that. Okay. Not quite that. Okay. Not quite that. Okay. But um, I do I do like Baltimore. They've got a couple of guys that are putting things together. So I like, you know, if they're in any other division, they're not finishing last. So they'd be uh, they'd be third in the Central mm-hmm. right now. So um, yeah, they'd be what. Eight and a half back of the Twins would, would all, all be at for Baltimore. So, um, you know, I think they'll be respectable here uh, next year. Maybe uh, somebody to look at in two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Boston had a very successful week on the road on the West Coast going, what, uh, six and one? Yeah. Uh, so that was yeah. impressive for them. Or seven, maybe uh, five and two. I think Seattle ended up sneaking one in there uh, over the weekend, but very good. I, I, I still think Boston isn't quite as good, and I don't really know what to make of Tampa Bay. Yes, they're, they're good, but, I mean, you look at, you know, they have already played 34 games at home, just 26 on the road. We'll see if maybe that catches up to them a little bit. Not quite, uh, not sold on, on Tampa Bay as I was earlier this year. I, I'm more sold by far on, on Toronto and 
Well, not, but that AL is so crappy. It's kind of like the AL this year is kind of like the NFC in football. The, t- the Twins are going to be that three seed if they win the division, and they're going to get that last playoff team. So good. You know, beat a Boston, beat a Tampa, beat beat somebody here. Mm-hmm. Beat a Cleveland. And so if not fire Rocco Baldelli. Yeah. So yeah. So, I mean, I, I like Tampa. We've kind of switch. I didn't like Tampa 10 years ago. And, uh, I like them fine just now. Uh, hitter, pitcher of the week. Who do you got? Run down my pitchers. Uh, pitchers. We, uh, week one uh, was Tyler McGill from the Mets. Week yeah. two was Pablo Lopez from the Marlins. Nestor Cortez. Uh, uh, oh, yes. might have some uh, the molester, the molester himself. Yes, yes. Uh, he did apologize though, which is good. Nestor very graciously accepted it. Uh, he was week three. We had Tariq Scooball from uh, Detroit. Uh, right? Scooball, yeah, yep. yep, from Detroit. Week four, Michael Kopech from the Cubs. Oh, week yes. five, and then Eric Lauer. The White Sox. Uh, was it the White Sox? Yep, yep. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had the wrong thing in there. Eric Lauer. And then uh, Eric Lauer from Milwaukee last week. Hmm. There's a couple guys. Like I, I like to pick guys that are kind of under the radar. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick a Tampa Bay guy. He's not under the radar. Shane McClanahan. Like, he leads baseball in K's per nine. He's striking out a ton of guys, so... Like, they have an ace. Shane McClanahan, like, he is an ace for Tampa Bay. Okay. And, like, he like a, a Cy Young-level type guy. He's a 1.87 ERA, averaging 12 strikeouts per nine innings. Uh, yeah, you're talking about, like, best pitch, you know. Cy Young race and things, that, that should be pretty interesting, I think, this year. Cy Young and MVP stuff, I think, should be pretty, pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I guess... He's you know, not a unknown by any means, but I think he is like in that conversation for one of the best pitchers there. Definitely. And so I guess Shane McClanahan, I would I would go with him. How about your hitter? Do we need to run down the hitters? As a guy you've heard of, um, I got to go with this. This guy has just been tearing the shit out of the ball lately. Uh, Luis Arise. Oh, I was gonna say, is this? He gets his first I mean, grand slam over the weekend. We we know who he is. He doesn't have much power. But he's he's what he's got a three so what's his average? Three sixty three fifty nine. Yeah, three fifty nine that leads baseball. That he actually lost twelve uh points. Because yeah. it was three seventy one to start the week. And more importantly, he is he leads an on base percentage at four forty one. Mm-hmm. So, and he doesn't have much power. Three home runs. He had four a couple of years ago. So, yeah, he might finish with five or six home runs. He had two this week, uh, though, did he not? I think so. Or was so, it or is it two in the last two weeks? I think two in the last two weeks. And so, we always seen with, with the lack of offense. Offense is picking it up here in the summer a little bit. Um, so, we're seeing the ball fly a little bit more. But, you know, I think he's going to win a batting title without this year sometime. And... For me, the, the batting order should be Arise 1, Buxton 2, Korea 3. They put Buxton in that leadoff spot, and he's hitting a ton of home runs now. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I want guys on base. I mean, like, not many guys are ever on base when Buxton hits these home runs. So, mm-hmm. put a guy with the highest on base percentage in baseball, batting one, and then put a guy in Byron Buxton who was second in the league in home runs at number two, please. Then Carlos Correa, who is pretty goddamn good, put him at number three. Mm-hmm. The Twins, I saw the Twins had the their top three hitters throughout the year have, like, the best OPS of anybody. Wow. Um, and Buxton here. Buxton has 17 home runs, second only to Aaron Judge. How many RBIs do you think Buxton has I, I, on the year? 17 I, home runs. I, he has. I just looked at it, uh, and it was uh, stunning to me. So uh, 30. Yeah, 30. He has 30 RBIs. Yep. Which, if you take away his home runs, I'm like, how many RBIs does he have without home runs? Very it can't few. be many. No, so very few. I mean, I mean, last year, last year, same thing. 19 home runs, 32 RBIs. Year before, 13 home runs, 27 RBIs. So mm-hmm. he, he was struggling. He broke out of his slump in a big way. But get get someone on base because that's good. Yeah, happen. someone on base. Yeah. And when he gets on one of these one of these uh, hot streaks, you want to know Luis Arise on base four times when he goes, you know, when he hits a couple home runs. So, yeah. Uh, yeah if, they, if they can get the, uh, the starting pitching back, now the, now the bullpen. Tyler Duffy, he's about toast. Um, Duran didn't pitch very well against the Yankees, which was disappointing. And my my friend Pagan uh, <laughs> is back, so uh, they they got to do something to the bullpen. They have to add. Um, they they usually don't do a lot. I don't believe they've done a lot at the, at the trade deadline when they've been contenders. So they traded away Nelson Cruz um, last year. Now that's a, been a great trade. It seems like to get Joe Ryan. They were very active in the offseason. Now that you know, okay, here's what, what team we have. Here's what we need. Uh, make a big move in season for, for some folks. So I, I want to see I want to see that. I think uh, Matt Zimmer from the Argus Leader thanked Tyler Duffy for his services. Uh, after yeah, I mean, it's, you know, he, a couple years ago he was great, but it's not, not working out well. It's... Some bad news for the Twins. Royce Lewis is out for the year with a partially torn oh, yeah, ACL. That just... That's that's significant. The injuries. I saw something. I think if for, take it for what it's worth, the the MLB Power Rankings on ESPN.com. But they said teams can gripe about injuries, but if there's ever a team that has a legit reason to gripe about this season or look at the reason for you know maybe where they end up finishing, it's the Minnesota Twins just with all of the injuries, guys landing on the IL, the season ending injuries. And this I mean it goes back to before with you know with Kenta Maeda, you know, being out Tommy John and then you have Paddock uh, out with Tommy John. Like they keep getting just absolutely annihilated by injuries and this happens to another guy who you know has a lot of potential a lot of promise here in Royce Lewis and he just had this surgery early last year ACL on the same right knee and you know they put him in center field and they're just trying to find a spot for him to play because Correa came back from shortstop and made a great catch in center and it didn't look like much hit the wall but then he uh, he'll be out for the next year so it sucks because he came up and he was he was just great. You know, he had like three hundred mm-hmm. um, good defense. So it was you know a top prospect. I like it when they come up and they produce right away. So you never know what's going to happen. But he seems like he will be a future All Star, which you like from a number one pick. But it's going to be a while until we see him again. The only I, I guess this I, no, it's not a silver line, but I did see he's going to be up 
or out up to 12 months. With it being a partial ACL tear, I wonder if he can come back a little earlier. But it would be as such where, if you're looking at it, he's going to come back at the beginning of June. So he would only miss the first couple of months of the season. So there is that chance, you know, that he can come back and make an impact next year, hopefully, you know, if he, if everything is good with the knee. I would think after the All-Star break next year at this point. And he'll come back. He'll they'll send him to the minors for time. So that sucks. And you know, Carlos Correa probably going to opt out. This is probably his only season with the Twins. And you would have loved to just plug in Royce Lewis right there and not miss much. But yeah, he's out. So it's going to be. I saw another take on Twitter. I think it was Phil Mackey or something from one of the up uh, Twin Cities media guy, and he said that. Maybe the Twins should trade Carlos Correa now and get a haul. It's just spitballing. Yeah, I mean, that's you know if they were out of the race, then yes, but and it's, you know, it might be the smart move in the long haul to do that. But I you know I want them to go for it here this year. You know. Yes, I do too. So, I mean, the Yankees—they look like they're going to win like 110 games. You know, and they're just killing folks right now, but. You know, I mean, you don't get this opportunity to get. They've been, they've, they've never had a guy like this sign with them. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think the, the goal should be to. We want to keep you here. Yes. What, I mean, winning, winning helps. I think I, I loved everything he's done. Keep him here if you can. Mm-hmm. Winning's a big part of that, and trading him would be, you know, you'd probably get a pretty good haul, and mm-hmm. it might help you in the long run. But try and win something because, you know, you got Buxton and Curry at the top of that lineup. If they get hot, those are two of the top top ten guys in baseball. And the division is so weak this year that for the Twins to be up on top of the AL Central, given all of the injuries, can you imagine if this team can get somewhat close to full strength or somewhat healthy of a, you know, a starting rotation and gets a, you know, healthy with their, their bats in the lineup, this team could really take off and just – pounce upon this terrible division it's one of those things where they may only win you know maybe they may only win like 89 or 90 games when it, when it comes down to it but it feels like this team's ceiling is pretty high mm-hmm. it feels like all right if they get to the playoffs just win that first series win that three game series just beat, win beat that six game. seed and then you're probably going to play houston all right how do you i mean verlander is going to be fucking tough mm-hmm you don't you don't match up very well against Houston. So how can you know try to try to build some momentum here? Win the goal here should be win some win a, win a playoff game and win that series. Win a playoff series this year. That's what the goal should be. Can we start just with like winning a playoff game first, though? That would be nice. That would be nice. <laughs> I think it helps that there's a new playoff format, so you're getting the sixth seed, and it's a three game series. Um. It's either it's going to be done very quick, or we're going to move on pretty quickly. I don't so. know if I would feel confident in them playing a, a playoff series against the Pirates at this point. No, it just doesn't. You know, when they go in the playoffs, just, all right, we'll lose two games in about uh, twenty six hours, and we'll be done with the season, and we'll have a six month season of ninety wins and all the stuff that happened, and we'll be done in about a day and a half. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you know they play Boston, they play Cleveland, whoever they play in these playoffs, I mean, beat them. You're going to yep. be better than them fucking beat them. Yep. And that's, you know, nobody's going to expect you to, but 
you, you should you should beat them. I, I mean, Sonny Grange and, and Joe Ryan, I feel more comfortable in those guys starting uh, game one, game two of the series. You got Duran in that bullpen. He can throw you two innings. Mm-hmm. So, Buxton, Correa, your best players are very good. Yes. Yep. Agreed. Um Let's see, what else? Oh, uh, golf last week. Uh, the LIV golf first tournament began. More players leaving. Patrick Reed, uh, Dustin Johnson, I think big one. Uh, I mean, it's at this point. And then, you know, Graham McDowell, these guys are all cowards. Because they don't say, they're not talking about, oh, like, you know, why they left. Of course, you're leaving for bigger money. But are you okay with where this money is coming from, given the human rights issues in Saudi Arabia? Like it's it's not good, and for them to be like, well, I, I don't really want, I can't comment about it, or it's a tough question. You know what? You know who should be preparing you for these tough questions? Your agent. You know who should be preparing yourself? You, because you should have morals. Uh, but similar to you know certain people here in the U.S., now these guys just are gonna clam up when it comes to. It's just it's a bad look. It I have no interest at all in this tournament apparently it got what like 94,000 views on youtube thursday 54,000 on friday i don't know what it did over the weekend i know charles schwartzel won but i mean charles schwartzel uh but i mean at the end of the day fuck this league i mean just go to hell i never mentioned last week but i mentioned months ago that wwe has done the same thing and nobody cares because yes yep They've taken, you know, literally hundreds of millions of dollars from Saudi Arabia to do a show over there, two, three shows a year. Mm-hmm. I was okay, what happens when this comes to actual real sports? And this is what happened with the golf. And we've seen the backlash. But, you know, money talks. You give anybody enough money, they're going to say, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Yep. If you're Phil Nicholson, and who knows how much gambling debt he probably has, blowing through hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, you know what, I'm 50, I'm at the end of my road here. Yeah, I'll, I'll go to this tour and make a quick $200 million and, and go from there. That's what he wants to do. And, and Dustin Johnson and Bryson DeChambeau and whoever else is on this tour, they're going to make a lot of money. So, Are you okay with the PGA Championship suspending them? Because I am. I, 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 get that, I get that the PGA Championship is now has a rival tour that they have to you know, combat with like for players and whatnot. It's again. It's it's the optics, and yeah, golf is not the the sport that you would look to for the morals. Given that it took forever for you know uh, African American and a woman to be uh, you know allowed to play at Augusta. I mean, it, the country club atmosphere of golf is very. It's an inclusive type deal where we're only going to allow certain members. So it's not like golf is a is. I don't look to golf for the moral high ground here. But I do side with the PGA in this, and I do side with um, with uh, Jay Moynihan, uh, uh, the the PGA commissioner. I, I side with him in this decision to um, to to suspend these guys if they haven't already submitted their you know PGA resignation. If you don't want to play here, then don't play here, and don't come back for these majors and all this other crap. You know what? To hell with you. Go. Go live, in, you know. Go play in the LIV golf and enjoy your time there. Because you know, one day, you know, maybe the reckoning will come or whatever, and you'll have to decide or you'll come back and grovel on bended knee. But at this point, 
you choose. Do you want to do LIV or do you want to do the PGA? If you want to go to LIV, then to hell with you. It's interesting they've taken that stand. You know, they can play in the European Tour. They can play anywhere else. They just can't play in this one. Um, so I think they did this to make sure that they kept some players in, and, and they lost some pretty big names. I mean, Phil Mickelson is a big name. And some other, you know, Dustin Johnson, DeChambeau, they lost some pretty significant guys. Guys that have won majors. Personality-wise, yes. Like DeChambeau and stuff, but you still have a lot. Like, Rory has... it. I was impressed because Rory won the RBC this weekend, and he uh-huh. took a pretty hard line in the sand. So, I like, I would hope he would never go back on that and no. go over there. But, I mean, you have guys like, you know, Justin Thomas, a Colin Morikawa... I, there are a lot of uh, uh, Jordan Spieth. We have plenty of good guys still here. Like Patrick Reed won one major. What Dustin Johnson win a couple? Like it's not. A, I don't think these people who are defecting over to the LIV golf, they're big names, but it's not insurmountable or like it's, it's not overly significant for me. Like I'm not well, watching golf because of these guys. I think it's good for golf because we're talking about it. Eddie. Yep. I'm, I, I, I'm not going to watch much of it because I'm going to be a little busy this weekend. Yes. But if I wasn't, I would be interested in this U.S. Open for a little bit because you're going to have, you know, Dustin Johnson playing. You're going to have Phil Mickelson there. Well, Phil Mickelson at this point probably won't even make the cut. But just uh, that first couple of days, that you know, there's no Tiger Woods. And, you know, can McElroy put, put something together. So, you're like... Uh, Rivalry and you know tension and okay these guys don't like each other now that's good like let's let's get some something like that going I think that's good for golf as far as you know we always talk about making stars I'm interested in this because there's that all right maybe these guys really don't like each other so that's so I think that's good and it's interesting because like these are named guys going to a different league. And, like, you, you wouldn't see that in the NBA no. or in the NFL. If there was some, oh, I'm going to start my own basketball league, you're not going to get guys of that caliber to join your league. So, I mean, you give them more money. These guys are, even with the loss of sponsorships and everything else, they will likely make more money on this tour playing fewer dates. And that's what it's all about at this point for them making making the most dollars. Yeah, so it, it's a financial it is, it is interesting. Yeah, it's a financial decision for these guys, no doubt about it. But if you but you know where this money is coming from and so for yeah. you to to cower and just not answer the question say well it's tough and what no it's not. You took the money, you know where it's coming from. Just say like, yeah, right. like again, be, they should just be honest and say, you know what? This, you see how much fucking money they were making? Charles Schwartz made, what, $4 million worth of that. He's not yeah. making that winning any other non-major right. out there. And he's not winning any more majors. Right. Right. Like, oh, yeah. I got a chance to go to this tour and make a shit ton of money. So that's what I'm doing. I don't give a shit where it came from. I'm going to do that. I would if you would say that, I think people would be, all right, that makes sense. Because that's what's going on. I would have less of a problem with it if they if they would just be honest. And they, and they aren't. And that's the that's the unfortunate thing. And the one thing is, you know, Saudi Arabia, we're talking about all the bad stuff they do. Osama bin Laden is Saudi Arabian. Like, I guess 15, reading an article from ESPN, 15 of the 19 guys involved in September 11th was from Saudi Arabia. So we talk about Afghanistan and Iraq. I guess he was in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And we talk about Iraq, which was a waste of time. 
the guys were actually from Saudi Arabia, and we didn't do anything with them. So you talk about that, you know, at the history book show. They weren't from Iraq. They were in Afghanistan, but they certainly weren't of, you know, from that country originally. Mm-hmm. They're from fucking Saudi Arabia. So, you know, you factor that in into the, the whole mess. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's a complex world. It's a complex world for sure. Um, yeah, and I think that about covers it. Anything else we need to get to here um, before we say so long for a, for a little bit of time, but uh, in preparation for the big, uh, big day coming up this week? It should be fun. It should be exciting. Everybody says, you know, are you nervous and all that? And I really don't think so. Because, you know, it's something you want to do. And it's, you know, people that you all know that are there. And you have a little party afterwards and, you know, people. So. Yeah, I get to meet David Schottenkirk for the first time. I, I was going to say that. That's, honest to Christ, that's one of the bigger things. And we, what, five, six, seven years, however long. Yep. You've, you've, you've known of each other, and it's, you know, what you live little, little what, five miles away, whatever it is. So, yep. And it's amazing. And then, and that'll make, so I want pictures of that. Um, that might have to be a have, handshake worthy of the calendar. Yeah, a handshake, you know, I expect the handshakes to, to do that. And, and we got all our pictures. I want one picture, you know, with you and me and Drew and Marcus and Carly and Chuck and Kirk. That's one of them. Mm-hmm we have on the uh, on the list of things to do so we'll have like a picture of that and we'll have a picture of everybody shaking everybody's hands like a bunch of assholes <laughs> so we'll do that yeah, and yeah you because everybody's met everybody except you and Schottenkirk so that'll be a big big occasion you know and you know when when the music hits I'm sure my heart will be pumping but mm-hmm. you know, it'll be done when it's done it's done and then I'll we'll have a good time. Yes, yep. And, yep, again, the heart will be pumping. You can prepare yourself for it, but inevitably it will, but you'll be fine. It'll be great. The ceremony will be done. You guys will be husband and wife, and then the party can begin. Yeah, it's going to be fucking 95 degrees, so you add that to it. I, I, I'm outside right now. It's very... I mean, it's warm and humid. It's it's miserable. You don't want to be outside right now. You know, but, like uh, when you know, sometimes you know, people get married and then they throw the rice and stuff out in the air and stuff. I think maybe everyone on Saturday should maybe like uh, just throw water in the air to cool you down and cool everyone down. Yeah, I think like having a balloon fight, water fight <laughs> yeah, would be perfectly go. fine. Yes. So yeah, plenty of fluids. Uh, I think we have enough water and drinks and stuff for people. So. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully people just stay inside, and mm-hmm. I think they will. Yep, it'll be fun, no doubt about it. Well, uh, you know, you know, leading up to it here, if you need anything, if you have any questions, be sure to let me know, uh, and I'll do my best to answer them as best I can. But looking forward to seeing you and Melissa on Saturday and, and the crew. It's going to be a lot of fun, and um, yeah, we will uh, enjoy the wedding, uh, enjoy your. Uh, the, the honeymoon, the trip out west, and we'll reconvene at some point here in the future once all once our lives settle down a little bit. Yes, busy week. Uh, yeah, so new kids, new stuff. So that'll be uh, yeah, lots big, of big month, lots big month of life up. events to talk about when we reconvene next. 
Summer, summer of 22. Yes. Yes, it is. We're seeing 2022. All right. Very good. Be well, my friend. We'll see you later this weekend. All right. I'll see you. Travis Krenz joined me here on the Sports Block Podcast. A lot to discuss mainly wedding stuff because it is the big day for him and Melissa this week. So uh, we, we wish them nothing but the best. Uh, happy life together. Uh, wonderful time out west on their travels, on the, the honeymoon. So that'll be fun. And yes, we are going to be taking an extended break. Uh, w- with uh, with the baby coming here, baby stacking, due July 10th. I got it. It's going to be earlier than that. It has to be. Kelsey wants it to be. Uh, we all want it to come a little earlier, but fully cooked. I mean, so you know, that's that's one thing too. So with that, and with with Travis at, you know, uh, and Melissa, the wedding, and then the the honeymoon and the, their travels and whatnot, we will be taking a break. We will come back. I would guess we'll take the entire month of July off. That is just a guess. And then we'll reconvene in August, and then we'll start, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about everything, talk about uh, the, the wedding and the and their, their travels and, and the food and, and uh, you know, the baby coming and stuff. So maybe do a recap there and then start it up again. You know, Charlie Hildebrand going to come join us, uh, you know, to, to preview the college football season. Um you will get Marcus on to recap the hockey and his College World Series um, debut. We're, of course, giving him a lot of time and uh, in respect, you know, just with everything that he's had going on here uh, and whatnot. But looking forward to seeing him and, and talking with him on Saturday. Uh, but we're, we're it's going to be a big, it's going to be a lot of fun, but we will be taking a break here again, likely for the entire month of July, reconvening here at the beginning of August. But we're just going to see how it goes. That's pretty much how it is. But it's an extended break coming up here for the Sports Block Podcast. Uh, so for Travis, and I'm, I'm Nathan. Uh, you can find us on podcast.com. Find us on iTunes. Search the Sports Block Podcast. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Andy Stacken. Travis Krins on Twitter at Travis Krins. Facebook, Nathan Stacken. The link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week. Please stay cool this week, folks. It is insanely hot. This heat dome or whatever they call it sucks. I long for, you know, I like a nice comfortable summer. This is uncomfortable coming up here. So just be safe, stay hydrated, check on the elderly, check on your neighbors, check, you know, make, keep your pets inside, keep them safe in this heat. It's ridiculous. So for all of us here at the Sports Block Podcast, be safe. We're going to have a great time this weekend and we'll talk to you next time. So stay tuned, stay informed podcast.com itunes with the podcast the sports block podcast search that twitter and andy stacken at travis crins facebook nathan stacken and we'll tell you when our next podcast is coming so enjoy the break enjoy your the this beginning of summer here and we'll talk to you at some point during the summer of 2022 here nathan stacken saying thank you for listening talk to you next time on the sports block podcast have a great week everyone stay safe stay cool Congratulations to Travis and Melissa. Crins wins.